0: hello there nerds and welcome to go to their 30 rock podcast the weekly chronological journey through 30 rock looking at the jokes the references the highs the lows and all of the blurbs that come from one of the best shows of the 21st century as always i'm your host Curtis stone and joining me is
1: david amick
0: and welcome to episode 91 season 5 episode 11 entitled mrs donaghy originally airing january 20th 2011. David, if you would please give us a quick summary slash synopsis of this episode.
1: It's the new year at 30 Rock, and Jack got married over the break. But due to a mishap, he's married to Liz Lemon. Twist! Meanwhile, in order to make sure NBC looks as profitable as possible to close a deal with Cable Town, Jack has started renting out the studios for bar, bar and bot mitzvahs and other events, leading to some consolidation and Jenna moving in with Danny, leading to some faux marital troubles. <gasps> Finally, after visits Dr. Spaceman, Tracy learns that he's going to die and has to figure out how his family can be sustained financially once he passes.
0: Uh, I kind of forgot this episode happened. Like, I don't know. I I totally forgot the small the small episode of them being married incidentally because of a mix-up on the wedding. Uh, there the marriage certificate. I don't know. I like it's not a bad episode like the thing I remember is the Danny and Jenna storyline of them having to live together but like I don't that's not that funny like I don't this just wasn't really a memorable episode for me Um, there's still moments in it and I mean there's a big part of it that sets up the whole Queen and Jordan stuff that we're gonna get later in the season Um, but I don't know there just wasn't that much here for me to be like oh yeah
1: I remember all of this like it just was kind of forgettable I thought it was pretty funny. I totally forgot that Liz and Jack were accidentally married at a point in the show's run. And they use it, especially at the end when they have a meeting with HR, to sort of play with the whole will-they-won't-they, they, yeah. like talking about how a quote-unquote married or romantic couple interacts and how that mm-hmm. actually it describes a lot of their relationship. But at the same time, they don't actually have any feelings for each other right. in that way.
0: Yeah, they, they're hitting all the usual tropes that a lot of sitcoms do before yeah. – but that have hit it before, but they're still like have no romantic re- entanglements or anything like that. They're really just they literally just work together and they get along and they're friends. But they have nothing beyond that. They don't want to go beyond that in a relationship.
1: Yeah. Speaking of sitcom tropes, the yeah, the Jenny Jenna and Danny being parents to Kenneth storyline yeah. is like a little too cutesy for me. So I was not. That it, it basically plays the beats that you would expect. Right. Story. I mean, it, and it's so it, it hits it so so easy.
0: Yeah. Like. I mean and and then their whole like like Kenneth has the line like, oh we're just like a little married couple and then like within fifteen seconds they're already like at each other's throats and it's just like they hit it That's so hard. The joke. I know, but it's like they hit it so hard so quick that it's like, Oh well, this didn't have any time to breathe. It was just like well, we're gonna go right into it and marriage is awful and you shouldn't do it and things like that. But then there's some fun turns to it where Danny has the line of we don't want you to think us moving out together means we love you less. We want you to know that that's the case. Like you wouldn't say that to a child, but and then or and the maybe other, you would. I guess there is another funny line when um, Kenneth is like, "I drew a picture of us." And Jenna looks at it and she's like, "Oh God, that's awful. <laughs> that looks really bad for an adult." <laughs> I mean, there are some fun moments in here, but I just, uh, it kind of came and went for me. There wasn't too much standout except for the Queen of Jordans st- uh, setup and uh, sort of those jokes there with Danny and Jenna. But Danny's back. A, yes, that's finally.
1: true. Yeah. He's back for the new year. They got, NBC got a little more room in the budget oh. to add him back to the show yeah, for an well, All those badminton's
0: bot- were paying off.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I do think they used The Liz and Jack storyline To good effect though Where at first she's like Okay I'll sign the divorce papers Because obviously it's a mistake But then Realizing she can use it For some leverage To have the show treated More favorably And then I mean it, it, Then the way they work In the Angie thing Is is pretty Yeah. I, I mean it, it, it is convenient But I mean You're always going to have Obviously some convenience For sitcom plot. So but like you, the, the way they work it all together Where he sends Angie To work for Liz As mm-hmm. to try to get revenge Is a Is a, is a Cute yeah. way to do it And mm-hmm. of course Since it sets up the later arc of the Queen of Jordan actual yeah, show like
0: that doesn't feel predictable like I don't yeah. think anyone sees that coming when it when it is happening like I again i would kind of forgotten that this is the episode that sets that up um, but yeah, you don't see that coming and it's always it's always fun to see Angie because she's just so and this is really when we're starting to get her character being almost as bad as Tracy and just being like super selfish and you know she's not stupid but she also realizes that she's not going to get a show off of her intelligence. She's going to get it because of just the way she acts in her normal life translates very well to reality TV because she's just rich yeah. and no one's going to tell her no yeah. because why would you?
1: Yeah. Uh, there's definitely a good synergistic use here of uh, NBC, the NBC mm. Universal branch because Bravo, obviously, it was another company under the umbrella and that's where The Real housewife yeah. which is what's based off of. And they definitely hit the note hard of entertainment is where people go who have no talent, I, skills, yeah. or anything whatsoever. Yeah. No education, yeah. no talent, but you can make it in TV. All you got to do is be
0: rich. That's that's it. Yeah. Now, any other uh, thoughts on the episode before we hop in? Let's hop in. All right, so. Uh, the cold open is basically going to be Jack's office and Jonathan and them just sort of expositing what happened on uh, his uh, getaway uh, marriage. What's the ex? What's this? What's that called? A ex- No. Well, I mean, they did a loop, but it- what's it called? Uh, so a. an E. Something with an E. I, you, you, I didn't. know attention uh, what you what said. What is it? Uh, not evacuation wedding destination. Destination. Jeez. Evacuation. <laughs> <it> <laughs> There was an E in there somewhere. But yeah, no, Jack and Jonathan talking about the destination wedding that uh, he and Avery and Liz Lemon had.
2: Happy New Year. Congratulations on getting married, sir. I know I didn't deserve to be invited, so I
1: thought I would give you your gift now. Not if it's a song. It's not.
3: It's... Well, the nuptials were perfect. We rented a villa on cet esclavage. For my second wedding, I just wanted a five-minute ceremony surrounded by one giant party. So the service was performed by an exiled French admiral slash defrocked minister. Well, I'm glad it went smoothly. You and I... The only hiccup was my best man deep sea explorer and raconteur bob ballard took ill after eating some bad toucan so uh lemon <laughs> filled in as my best man No, <laughs> oh, this is from said esclavage it's my marriage certificate oh good god
1: <laughs> Poor Jonathan. Not oh, only was no. he not invited, his main nemesis for Jack's attention, Liz Lemon, was there. Not only was she there; she filled in as the best man, She's the best man and the witness. It's all Jonathan's nightmares and coming now true. technically married to Jack, so yeah, what a bad
0: dream. Poor Jonathan.
1: He couldn't even get his song and passed a bar or
0: two. No, barely got into it. Uh, but back from the opening. Uh, it's a new year and Tracy's ready to start things off right and that's why he immediately bails on work to do something else.
4: Liz Lemon, I want it to be noted that I'm here on time. This is a new year and a fresh start for me. Now I gotta go.
2: Where are you going?
4: I'm hosting the International Pornography Awards and I have to go get an insurance physical so I can fly into the arena in a penis-shaped parachute.
5: Hey,
2: what is going on with Jenna's dressing room?
1: Jack rented it out to an IT company. The Cable Town Board is meeting this week to approve buying NBC, and he's doing everything possible to make us seem profitable. He turned the green room into an NBC experience store. And we have to schedule our rehearsals around the bat mitzvahs Jack has booked in the studio.
5: When Madison was born, I said, Rifka, my schweltz is filled with spoinkers. Okay,
2: well, I'm gonna talk to Jack about this. I'm sure he's still in a good mood from the wedding. Oh, yeah, how was it? Total chaos. No rehearsal, no program. The bride wore a black cocktail dress. The airline lost my luggage, and the only place to buy anything on the island was at the tennis pro shop. Luckily, I had the essentials in my carry-on. Toiletries, closed-toe shoes, and the State Department recommended mosquito headnets.
1: I sense more complaining in you.
2: Terrible, flower girl. At four years old, you should know how to pace your pedal distribution. Hannah, pedal, step. Pettles, come on! And don't even get me started on the monkeys. You!
1: It needs to see Mr. Donaghy. It needs to see him right away. Get us all our stuff back!
0: Yeah, Liz definitely seems like the kind of person that would complain at a wedding that it's not uphill to some sort of standard that her input has no in, like matter on. Like yeah. It's not her wedding, it's not her say. She has no reason to complain. She should just be there and enjoy it. But... She's just a controlling person, so of course she has to have input on everything.
1: But to be fair, if there is no rehearsal, no program, no anything, it can be confusing for...
0: I mean, I guess, but if Jack said... Clearly there was a major mix-up, so... Right, that's true. I mean, maybe you should have made sure you understood what the, you know, person presiding over... You understand the language that they're saying, or ask them to speak the language you prefer for your event, or whatever, but... I don't know, like, Jack's like, is it supposed to be just a five-minute ceremony, we don't care about anything else, so why does it matter? I don't know. But. Yeah.
1: Also, they, well, they do a good job of setting up how the confusion happened with her. The only thing open was the pro shop, and of course, right golf whites, I guess, are... Yeah,
0: and, and you could see how they would, if they're doing, like, a traditional wedding, like one person's wearing a black cocktail dress that they're the bride but the other person's wearing a white dress typically is synonymous with the bride and she's wearing a veil the mosquito net is the veil you could see the person not speaking english thinking oh this is the bride and this is the groom and things like that but just uh, a typical
1: sitcom mix-up yeah also, my favorite visual gag in that scene was when they talk about the NBC Experience store, and they put out a sign mm-hmm. that says, the merchandise for all the new fall shows is 100% off.
0: <laughs> We're literally just giving it away. What was 2011? Do we know what shows would have been the new NBC shows around this time?
1: So that was, right, so we already talked about outsourcing in a previous episode. Mm-hmm. That was probably the highest profile new comedy, Friends with Benefits, which was... And Perfect Couples, which I think were both in that, still post-Friends, trying to replicate Friends, making it 1997 through <laughs> Magic or Science, as we'll get to that iconic line later in the episode. Um, something called Love Bites, which I don't remember. Oh, the Paul Reiser show, which was like a huge flop. Like, I don't think it lasted very long. Um, oh, okay, and the dramas that year were Undercovers, which I remember lasted like a season, The Event, and Chase, which I don't remember, Law & Order LA, which I don't think lasted very long outlaw i don't remember the cape i don't know oh i remember the cape that
0: was a really funny through line they had on community because they kept i mean that's where the whole thing for community hashtag six seasons in a movie because they were like abed was so hype on the cape and jeff was very much like it's not gonna last a season you'll get two seasons tops so there was a whole running (laughs) of like abed's like it's gonna get six seasons in a movie and that's kind of what happened to community they're still supposed to be doing a movie
1: but yeah yeah, and last is, I think, the show that lasted longest, Harry's Law, which was a lawyer show with Kathy Bates playing a lawyer. And it was like, it was one of those shows that I think had a lot of viewers, but had not, like, it had low ratings in, like, the 18 to 49 demo. So it got asked. Because I remember, like, my, I think around the time of my mom, like, posting one of those memes on Facebook that was like, NBC is discriminating against old people because it's basically people who don't understand that, I guess, you not really understand that. Especially at the time, like, most advertising dollars were made off the ratings in the demo, not total viewership. So, you know, I I don't know. Well, I guess technically it is ageist, but, you know, if it's not making the money to sell the ads, then... Anyway, I'm pretty sure that's the one that lasted the longest out of all those shows. Because I don't think many lasted more than a season. So, this was, yeah, so it wasn't a great development year for NBC that year, obviously. Yeah, none of those. I mean, I
0: think the Cape only has its running existence... knowing is because of community it, it, let me see how long it ran I feel like it really didn't run more than a season and a half yeah one season um just uh didn't even last. why is it January 9th to March 11th of the same year uh, poor poor guys they did their best
1: that must have been post heroes and they were trying to like replicate oh, Heroes' yeah. success but right? on, was that post that was, that was before the heroes reboot right yeah, the Heroes yeah. reboot was only it was it was like a few that. years ago now. Yeah. Although that didn't last it. That, that was, that that was, was a mini-series, yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't think it lasted long either.
1: I guess, I think, like, I remember, like it was limited series, but like, it was the sort of thing where if it did well, they probably would have gotten, did more, ordered more, but obviously. Yeah, well, I mean, happen. the
0: first season of Heroes was like pretty cool and like different, and then literally when they did the second season, they were doing the exact same thing again, and I was like, why the fuck would I want to watch this? we already seen this. Why are you doing this again? And then it just never, it just never hey, reaches the same. It context.
1: broke, don't fix it. <sighs> I mean, yeah, I, I didn't work, the, obviously. Cause, I mean, yeah, but in the, I
0: mean, in was the a comic world, like re- reboots and things like that, yeah. are all it's all too common. And you sort of do do storylines again with different characters in the different places. But I just for a TV show, you sort of expect you don't replicate the previous season that came before. You do something different with it. I don't know. Yeah what a missed two missed opportunities with that show. well the first season first series ran like four seasons that sounds about right four or five so, seasons for heroes but yeah the, the reboot did not fare too well uh, meanwhile back up in jack's office liz learns the tragic news or learns the news that she doesn't know french as well as she thought she
3: did hey elizabeth shut the door I mean, during my wedding ceremony, do you remember being asked a question by the minister?
2: Yeah, it was something like,
3: And in spite of not understanding, you responded, "We."
2: Well, one of my New Year's resolutions is to say yes. Yes to love, yes to life, yes to staying in more.
3: Uh, Do you remember signing this document afterwards?
2: Yeah, the minister told me to. On the Apouze line. Witness.
3: Not witness, no lemon.
2: Wife,
3: mother. You
2: They married us by mistake.
3: It is a clerical error that will be rectified immediately.
2: See, this is exactly the kind of thing that happens when there is no order, no planning. Hitler and Martha Stewart would have hated that wedding.
3: Of course it's everyone else's fault that the minister thought the lady in the white dress and the veil was the bride. It
2: was a men's tennis shirt and a government-sanctioned headnet. You kept holding on to my arm. It's hard to balance on sand. Who wears shoes on a beach? Only Rocky and Apollo Creed during the training montage. Who cares? You're fixing it. I'm sorry you got caught up in another one of Liz Lemon's adventures. My
3: adventures. I am the protagonist. Avery is in China right now covering an economic conference. She's not a spy. I want this taken care of before she gets back. Divorce papers are being drawn up. Try to sign on the right line.
2: Whatever you say, dear. Do not. Do not. Don't forget, honey, we have bridge with the Cunninghams tonight.
0: (laughs) It's fun and I like the uh, the idea that Jack is so upset about that he's like it's not your adventure it's my adventure I'm the protagonist yeah. this is yours <laughs> it's my story he's just so bitter about it but yeah they talk about like Liz's control issues but I don't think Jack's in the right to say it's her fault for dressing the way she did because again if any I mean it's his wedding so he has to I feel like would take the blame for any mistakes like I don't know I mean it's silly
1: you should probably understand the language of the person who's officiating your ceremony,
0: or have again have someone that is speaking the same language as you because you have to understand what they're saying
1: yeah also elizabeth banks is clearly not in this episode and it's a body double for definitely the quick kissing in. scene
0: yeah definitely a stand-in but the the fun like naivete of him the the minister asking like oh you you guys have an open relationship it's very european would you mind if i joined?" liz is like "Wee!" like she doesn't know but she's not she doesn't want to be rude
1: yeah that's fun liz lemon the original shonda rhymes she was doing a year of yes before shonda did so it, it, a few i think a few years ago like i i don't know there was like a big book around it that shonda rhymes basically like wrote a book and it was a year of saying yes because Usually she said no to everything so she just did a year where she decided she would say yes to every offer she got. So and she apparently did because she has and like she 7 did. shows on. Well, this <laughs> was this was this was yeah. This was a little bit after most of those shows were already on the air. Yeah. But uh anyway, this it was after this. So Liz lemon okay. is set a, press a pioneer for showrunners for
0: Eat Pray Love too. Um, eat, eat Pray t- Eat Pray Love also. Yeah.
1: Uh I want to say probably pre-movie but maybe post but, i can't remember the exact timeline but uh eat pray love the movie came out in 2010 oh okay so it did so it did come out okay. before the sort of air so it probably yeah it did not get uh, great reviews yeah were, oh no 36 percent on rotten tomatoes yikes the book came out in 2006
0: okay. oh yeah so okay well there's not so much of
1: a pioneer she may have just read eat pray love and <laughs> Well, that would—that wasn't a say yes thing. That was just like a woman, like she had a divorce and like went to Europe or something, right? So, I mean, maybe. In, I mean, def- definitely like an empowerment thing, but. Yeah,
0: maybe not the same. Not quite the year of yes branding, so. But it's easy to do that when you're rich and white and you have all the money. That's true. <laughs> uh, at Dr. Spake's man's office, Tracy gets some really bad news.
3: Tracy, you are going to die.
4: What? No!
3: When I tell you who I'm dating. Squeaky From. She is difficult. Anywho, I have the results of your physical. Tracy, you are going to die.
4: What? No!
3: You have no reflexes, your blood tastes like root beer, and some of your bones appear to have vanished. Now, I've only ever seen this kind of thing on dead people during Operation Desert Storm. I actually wrote a report on it, but my commander refused to pass it on up to Saddam.
4: <laughs> Kooky times. But I can't die, Dr. Spaceman. Who'll be there to raise my kids if I'm not around to pay someone to raise my kids? Look, making even minor changes to your unhealthy lifestyle would help. Like diet and exercise. Well, we tried.
3: Well, <sighs> oh, I'm sorry, Tracy. But on the bright side, at least your family's financially set for life. Now, this could literally kill you. Lollipop?
0: do we need to spend too much time on squeaky From? i feel like it's a reference that's made but not as much as it used to be like early 2000s because yeah well i mean i i think i well i guess more uh the word i'm looking for uh most recently uh she was portrayed by um dakota fanning in once upon a time in hollywood from a couple of years ago oh I didn't, know uh, I didn't know I mean i i hadn't really seen Dakota Fanning since she was a child actress and then like seeing her now I'm like she doesn't look the same like she, yeah her child features didn't really carry over into her adulthood not that she's like ugly or anything but like it doesn't look Just, like the same person yeah well I mean I guess i don't know puberty puberty yeah. sometimes but I mean like
1: look at Haley joe Osmond right that's true he yeah that's true. He very the very exact very same true. yeah also it's funny because like when she was a child like I guess after IMCM, it was like kind of like the you know, it, it was, like, building up to, like, what looked like it was going to be, I guess, like, a big career. But, like, I feel like her sister, Elle, has, like, surpassed her because she's been doing a lot. Yeah. Like, high-profile stuff. And not to say, like, Dakota like... Fanning's a failure. Oh, no. I no, mean, she's still laughing. No, but, but it's, like, you know... The role she took. Yeah. Or well, she... I guess... The, well, I would say... It would say Hilly Jalsman, some another child actor who had, like, an Oscar moment that, like... But I feel like he... I don't know. Like, he, he hasn't done a ton, but at the same time, he still feels, like, more present in the culture i don't know maybe he just yeah. things that i've seen more well, I and think, that's why i think i mean i think, I think
0: that... like both of them probably just took a few years off to do like yeah. their schooling and things like that and then maybe had a harder time coming back into it i know like for haley joe Osment, like he uh well i mean in video games he's part of the kingdom Hearts series which is like a 20 year plus series he's done all the voice acting for those so like he's been consistently working maybe just not you know, as an actor, and but I mean, you know, like he was in Silicon Valley a couple right. episodes, did a couple of seasons. Uh, he's in The Boys first season, which is like okay, good for him. And I know I've seen him in other things. He's too. yeah, he, he's popped up. Yeah, yeah. he pops up here and there He's kind place. of like a character actor in the last couple of years. But he's fine. I mean, he's good. But like I, I, I think Dakota Fanning was in the Twilight films, like a few of
1: them. Oh, was she? I yeah, think I like so. That. Okay. Well, well then, I've literally then, never then, seen
0: any of those movies, and I have no desire yeah. to see them. But I feel yeah, I would
1: like say maybe she's just been in things, right. in things that I just. Are out of my yeah. cultural because because right because I would say fanning has been in a lot of like in the past few years been in, like movies and TV shows that are more like she was just in the show um, on Hulu called The Great which is really good it was basically the favorite but mm. Catherine the Great instead of like yeah. Queen Anne did she have sex with the horse. Uh, that's a plot line early. I mean, no, she doesn't, but it's like, it's, it's like a, the, the rumor, a rumor that the people at like the court who don't like her start about her before she gets there. So it plays into the plot, but it's really good because it's basically, I mean, it literally, it's the, it's the guy who wrote the, who, the guy who Um. co-wrote the favorite. Was the main writer for the well, show? Well, I so guess if we're going the same off tone. the hero's
0: logic, is you can make the same thing again. You just well, I mean, change the title. It's, and... it's a lot different because no, I mean, I mean Catherine, but, but Nicholas Holt's also in it. He, he is, is, and he's, favorite,
1: he's actually so. really, he's really, really no, good at
0: it I, as he, Peter yeah, the Great. I feel like there's a stigma against him because I, I guess he just plays a lot of the same roles of like uptight British guy. No, not in this but one. He's really good at it, so I don't know why yeah. he would be criticized. Well, he's not uptight at all
1: in this one. He's like the the the. Basically, Playboy authoritarian ruler mm-hmm. of Russia, but I mean, in I feel like the favorite where Queen Anne was like basically like you know had tangents all the time, and and Sarah and um, Emma Stone's character I can't remember right now where someone is scheming. Like Catherine is like just shown as she wants to remake Russia, but not in like a devious way or like a crazy like a crazy tantrum way. Like she's just like headstrong and like I don't know, like she's smart, but also like. It, it, th- it plays it where she is smart, but she's not, like, all-knowing. She doesn't, like, proceed straight away to gain her power. Like, basically, you know, Peter's portrayed as adult a lot, and she's portrayed as smart and much smarter than him. But in the end, he still gets a hand up on her by outsmarting her in a way. So it, it, it plays it in a different way, but it's still, like, the same kind of um, just, like, I don't know, like, darkly comedic tone to a lot of it, which yeah. is really funny, so...
0: So that's Squeaky Fromm. Oh, God. No, we all faced there. No, see, so Squeaky Fromm was part of the Manson family back in the 60s and 70s. and then, But then she did get arrested for an assassination attempt of Gerald Ford. and She's still alive to this day. Um, so there you go. That's who Squeaky Fromm is in case you needed to know or wanted to know. But, yeah. I remember that, that name would get referenced a lot all the time on The Simpsons. And I was like, I don't know who that is. I just thought, I mean, I knew it was probably some radical kind of person that was arrested or something, but I was like, I'm too young, and the internet didn't exist at the time to, to look it up, so now we know. Hooray. And knowing is half the battle. Uh, meanwhile, back at 30 Rock, um, Danny gets a new roommate in Jenna.
3: <laughs> Thank you for taking in Miss Maroney, Mr.
0: Baker. We would have asked you sooner, but we forgot you worked here.
2: Thank you for doing
6: this, Danny. It's gonna be fun. <laughs>
5: yeah. It's like it's like we're married. <laughs> now don't you two start bickering like old married folks. <laughs> Are you okay?
2: It's just I got a haircut and you didn't even notice.
5: Sorry, you get your haircut every week. Excuse me? I don't like your tone. And I don't like what you've turned
6: into. I'm not the one who forgot our one-minute anniversary.
5: Finally, as the merger progresses, you'll notice some changes to your benefits, including new health care options. I'm sorry, that should read few health care options. I've got to redo this. Yeah, that's great. You have to talk to Jack. I can't lose my dental. There's a hygienist there whose boob sometimes touches my ear. Yeah, go upstairs and tell your boyfriend to
1: help us.
2: Jack is not my boyfriend. He is... Dot, dot, dot. My husband.
1: On your wedding night, did he take you in the French fashion?
2: No, there was a mix-up in San Esclavage and Jack and I are technically married.
5: Whoa, oh did you hear what I asked you before? Liz, you should know that NBC has strict anti-nepotism guidelines. If your husband is your boss, then you're both going to have to come to my office and discuss this. What?
2: No, it, it's not real. We're getting a divorce.
5: That's what Ann Curry and Subas the Janitor tried to tell me. That was five years ago.
2: No, it's a mistake. We are signing something tomorrow.
5: Wait, Liz! We can use this. Jack needs a divorce. You have leverage.
2: What are you talking about?
5: You don't sign any
1: divorce papers until we get the studio back, our full budget, our health insurance. Pete,
2: I'm not. They shut
1: down your secret bathroom to save on cleaning costs. I have to talk to my husband. Do so
0: we know what Saint Esclavage means? No. What's on it mean? Saint Slavery. Yikes. So that's um, not good.
1: Heaps in I mean, that's how, unfortunately, a lot of the Caribbean was originally settled. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. And that is... Is that
0: French territory? No. It's not.
1: Esclavage? What?
0: Uh, The Caribbean. I mean, parts are French, parts are Dutch, parts are British. It just
1: just depends on the island, I guess. How'd that work out? Discovery or... Yeah. I mean, the I mean, same way The same way all of the Americas were, I mean, settlers you, from Europe. I guess if you found one land, wouldn't you try to find all of them? Or was it like a race of well, right. I mean, think of countries? how. I mean, think of how the Americas, were settled by the British, some someone settled by the French, someone settled by the Spanish and the Portuguese. Like, yeah, but the Caribbean, you know, it's like... Well, I mean, not really. I mean, there are some islands that are close together, but I mean, like the Bahamas is not is pretty far away from like... I, I forgot. Trinidad I didn't know or where or the Bahamas the were. I
0: thought they were down south no, no. to the east of us. I had no yeah. idea. Yeah, like so I mean there. it's I
1: mean it's not I mean, I guess if you look on a map like compared to like the US, like it's all a lot closer, but I mean it's still I mean still if, if you've literally if you have I mean, you know, obviously they didn't have maps, so if you're just like literally sailing until you hit land, like you don't I mean you know, just running into different places, I guess. So. Yeah. um but anyway, before we get into the the second part of that scene from the the I think the thing that really I found weird about the, the Jenna storyline is she apparently just moves into Danny's dressing room with no fuss. Because you know what I mean? Like, I feel like taking away Jenna's dressing room would normally trigger some sort of huge meltdown. Like, and that could be its own plot for an episode of how she, like, is complaining to Liz nonstop about right. having... And, like, there's none of that. She basically moves into his dressing room, like, without complaining. She yeah. just shows up. And, I mean, I don't know if there was... It was supposed to imply, like, she, like, has a crush on him or something. But, I mean, the figure is that isn't... They don't play that, like, at all. And I mean that just I guess that just seems like way out of character of what we normally yeah. know. Like if it'd been the opposite if Danny had to move, I mean he's a nice Canadian or whatever, so he would just go along with what he was told. Right. And it was the opposite, like that would have made more sense to me. But yeah. I and you and you could still write that into Liz's story of like Jenna also being super pushy
0: about i gotta get my dressing room back. I need it, yeah. I need it, need it. And so like there's another another extra pressure on Liz to do the right or to do something. So yeah, I didn't really realize that you're right. That it, it is well, we we can expect Jenny, uh, Danny, yeah, Danny, to be like welcoming because, like you said, he's oh, Canadian, sure. and he's super polite, he's not going to question anything, and yeah. he hasn't been on the show in weeks, so he'll take it. But yeah, uh, I mean, even there's a joke that Kenneth kind of had there of like, oh, we kind of forgotten you work here,
1: which clearly is a, you know a nod to the fact that he hasn't been on that many episodes, but yeah um I guess, we, I guess we just had so many jenna being paranoid storylines yeah, like we've had really so many paranoid it. about like little things and like literally losing her dressing room doesn't make her like paranoid deal. you know right so, like, like she made I, a big anyway.
0: a big deal last week about yeah. wanting to do a certain dress up and that apparently is a bigger deal than losing her yeah. own dressing room so
1: and... i won't hammer on it anymore yeah. but just like <laughs> you're right good job writer team <laughs> um and, but really quickly, I went, so now we, I guess after she was off the Today Show, Ann Curry moved to the janitor department, if she's Sue Boss's boss. I guess or so. The so, sure. maintenance department, whatever you call it, I don't know.
0: So uh, Liz heads up to Jack's office to try and negotiate a deal, and now they realize they're in a bit of a tryst because she won't sign the divorce papers until they get to the writers and everyone gets what they need, but he refuses to. Give them what they need because he obviously is looking out for the company's interests. So they're at a standstill. Uh, Meanwhile, Tracy and Angie are on the scene and shares the news with Jack that uh, Tracy's going to die someday.
4: (laughs) Thanks, Jack, for coming to this emergency meeting. I'm sorry I'm four hours late, but my alarm clock didn't go off because it died in the cockfight last night. Tracy, what can I do for you? Well, it's come to my attention that I'm going to die. Oh, please. You have nothing to worry about. We
3: have Martin Lawrence on a holding deal.
6: Look, I don't want anything to happen to my husband. But if it did, we have a lot of expenses.
3: Estate planning is complicated, but with the government taking half.
6: What? That's double taxation. I feel like you, Angie. How can I help? Well, to maintain our standard of living, I need to be able to earn as much as Tracy does.
4: And if you need to make millions of dollars but have no real skills or education, the best place to do it is in entertainment. I mean, look at me. (laughs) I can't even find Mexico on the map.
3: (laughs) Things are a little tight at the company right now, but if you want to learn about the entertainment business, I can find you something.
6: Oh, yeah, I'm willing to start at the bottom. There's only one thing I won't do, and that's take orders from anyone, ever. Gee, what are you doing? I'm sorry, I'm not about to cancel my hair appointment with DeFuan because I'm your new intern. You need to light some incense in here. Okay, hang on, who said you're my intern? It was Jack's idea. I have to start a career. But I'm gonna need next week off to go skiing.
2: What? Okay, I see what this is. Jack's messing with me. We're having a little fight, so he sent you Excuse here. Excuse
3: me,
6: how is my being here messing with you? Do you have a problem with strong black women? No! Don't you see? That's the kind of exchange Jack wants. Angie, an intern's
2: job is to do things like make copies and run errands. So I'm like your servant? No, because you're not being paid. You're really more like... Oh, boy. Look, Angie, you don't want to be an intern. Don't tell me what I want. And I don't really have time to mentor someone right now, so I don't think this is a good idea. I don't understand.
5: That white girl just fired you. Come on,
2: DeFuan. Be a
0: buddy. I don't I don't like the trope of people not knowing what an intern is because I I feel like it's just so commonplace to know that unless you know it's a paid internship that you're doing work for experience you're not doing it to get paid like I don't know why that's such a surprise to a lot of people in shows and movies and they're like I'm not getting paid for this it's like if you're an intern, you, you should know that going into it. I don't know. It's just, it's such well, an easy joke that it's like... yeah. It's I mean, I guess interns really aren't run. necessarily.
1: Some are paid, but...
0: Right, but you know that beforehand if it's intern, if it's paid or unpaid, That's you would true. know that.
1: That's true. I guess it's just, I don't know, around the time it seems especially cultural alone, because in the post like market crash, like, a lot of companies basically... Save money and got around stuff by having unpaid interns do work and like mm-hmm. basically requiring you to take unpaid internships before you would have enough experience. So you're right that I guess that's a trope, but I guess I kind of like just thinking back to like this time that was, I just remember because I was when I was, when I was first kind of in the workforce, like there was just a lot of controversy around companies basically using unpaid internships to do labor. Right. Times, but, 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 but yes, yeah. as,
0: as training and experience. Yeah. yeah. So I,
1: I, guess I took it as cultural but I guess you're right that you're right. It, that does happen a lot. Um, in media where it's it, it, yeah where it's yeah. like what uh, nothing. yeah that sort of thing yeah yeah i mean i feel like
0: if you ask someone what is an intern they would most like, their first definition would be someone who does unpaid work for experience and then their second would be like possibly a paid internship is yeah. you know getting probably still getting paid minimum wage but still also getting the experience and the skills that they need for whatever position they're, they're going to end up in but I just I feel like the main definition most people have of intern is just unpaid work, and you do that for a year or two, and then you levy that into something else. I don't know, or leverage that rather. Levy is something that holds back water. Oh well, we should also talk about uh, Titus Burgess because it's his debut, and we'll see him in a couple more episodes uh, going forward as as Titus and Dramadon. No, I'm sorry, that's the Unbreakable
1: character. That's on Kimi He's no, Defuan.
0: He, he's on Defuan. This show. Yes, he is Defuan on. Uh, TGs and uh, eventually Queen of Jordan uh, in a couple of episodes later on. But yeah, I mean, he's just I didn't get it when I first ran... I did I mean i uh, let me understand, let me expand on that. I didn't get his charisma of being that character until the Queen of Jordan start because he gets more time. like this is like one scene and you're just yeah. like, okay, that guy's got something, but he's not got enough. Um he only has a couple of lines anyway. But like when he comes in on Queen of Jordan and he has this whole shtick of being, you know, the very over the top hairdresser and everything, it's like okay, this guy's got something. And then like to see what he did, and I mean, he was the the, the best part of Unbreakable, Kimmy Schmidt, uh, hands down. Um, it's like okay, I want I want this guy to do very well. I don't want him to fail. Yeah, I, I'll try and watch anything that he's involved in.
1: Yeah, I guess I. Obviously, I saw the episode that he was in a fairy rock, but I didn't really register until Kimmy Schmidt like who he was. Um, but yeah, no, he's he's super funny, and like he's he's is he. I mean, I've definitely seen him pop up in more movie and other roles mm-hmm. now in the past few years, in the, yeah. end of the wake of that. So, and we almost saw him once oh, yeah. late at a club in London, Hi. but we found out he wasn't coming on till what four a.m. 4 a.m. or something. A. And
0: it's like it was like one a.m. and we we're like, I don't. Because I know he's just going to be up there for, like, 15, 20 minutes. He'll probably do a couple bits, and I'm like, I don't want to fucking hang around for it three is. more hours to see this. I'm sorry. I love you, Titus, but not not 4 a.m. love you all. Uh, no, thank you. Um, but, yeah, no, he's, like, super great. Uh, well, yeah, he's, like, a established Broadway actor and theater actor, so I mean, he has the talents and things like that. So you go, Titus. You deserve it.
1: Hurrah. Hurrah.
0: Uh, but Liz heads back up to Jack's office to uh, quote-unquote thank him for the ambush of Angie. But uh, this this helps uh, Jack realize that Angie should be doing more than interning and pitches for her show.
3: Uh, Lemon, why do I have an appointment with Jeffrey slave tomorrow morning? Every day that I'm married to you, my life gets worse.
2: That Angie thing was real cute, Jack. And some of your plan worked. Yes, she hated me, and yes, I mentioned slavery by mistake.
3: I knew I could count on you.
2: But you also made me her boss, so I fired her. She chased me around for a while, so I hid in a closet down on news, but then Subas and Ann Curry came in, just going to
6: town. (gasps) Damn it! Is this a game for you two? I thought you were trying to help my family. My family! I'm not a pawn! I am a queen. You all are trash. And you know what Angie Jordan does with the trash? She drags it out to the curb for pickup. Angie, I did not know. I will rip your weave out. It's not a weave. Oh, good God, Angie, no. I should
3: should never have made you an intern. You're a star.
6: That's right, I am.
3: Entertainment is where untalented people go to get rich. And you have all the makings of a reality superstar. Hair, bulliness, delusions of grandeur, an insanely short fuse, catchphrases.
6: It's my way till payday.
3: That's the t-shirt. I should give you your own reality show. Friday nights. Eleven o'clock.
2: What? That is when TGS, or wrestling, is on. I
3: guess I could reconsider the time slot in exchange for your signature.
2: Ugh.
6: You know what? I'm calling your bluff.
2: You're not giving her a TV show.
6: FYI, I am friends with a hilarious fat girl and a crazy-eyed divorced white lady who wants to be in the music business. Oh, I'd watch that. Can Devon be on it? Mm Mm-hmm. With this even gayer boyfriend.
2: Okay, fine. Give her her own show and I will watch it on our TV in our house because I'm not signing anything. This is not over. Do you think my meth nephew should be on
6: the show? <gasps> yes, please.
1: I like how when Angie walks in, like literally everything in her mouth that comes out of her mouth could be a catchphrase. Like, yeah. I'm not a pawn. I'm a queen. You two are trash. What do I do with the trash? I drag it out. Right. Yeah. Like, she already
0: has the makings. Yeah. Like, the reality uh, just quips and stereotypes and everything yeah but i i always read jack's line of, i'll put it on at 11 o'clock on friday it's like oh wait he's just gonna take tgs off the air but no of course he's gonna put it on another channel at the same time but um i at first i was like wait a minute he's just gonna he's just gonna pull one show oh, and that's that how i took it yes but maybe maybe that's what he is going for but I mean, by then we learned it was moved to Bravo. Yeah,
1: which makes sense. I mean, the real works obviously that fits the Bravo brand, but I mean, in that scene, it certainly seems like a threat that he's going to pull GGS
0: and replace it with. Yeah, but I mean, would a reality show go on at 11 o'clock at night outside of syndication? I I mean, it would usually be prime time.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, in real life, like 11 o'clock on network is like local news time. So like no show. I mean, obviously SNL on the weekend, but that's different, like during the week, like prime time programming is, is 8 to 11 in the local news so I mean that I guess that's not a real time slap but yeah. you know. it's probably just using for leverage yeah
0: yeah. but Liz was happy to give it up just to watch <laughs> just to watch uh, Angie and all of her, her, her wacky wacky neighbors and friends she'd, she'd sold her show just to watch some bad reality TV so while Danny and Jenna unfortunately tell Kenneth that Danny's moving out to live at the Y under the bleachers in this TGS studio uh, Jack is on the phone with the board and gets a call from Jonathan who tells him to turn on the TV.
3: Well, tell the board we are currently in talks. Uh, hold on, please. Jonathan, I have asked you not to call me at home after 11 or before. Shh, what?
2: My husband and I are absolutely so pleased to be underwriting the Jack and Elizabeth Donaghy High School for teen drama, the arts and feelings. Son of a- Bitch. As embarrassed Americans, Jack and I pledge $5 million to create a new generation of choreographers and puppeteers, clones, video artists, and theatrical jugglers who will ask the world, what is art?
3: We know what art is. It's paintings of horses!
1: That's probably my favorite scene of the thing. Yeah. Like, she's like doing her best Jackie Kennedy. To is that what she's doing?
0: Because like,
1: I took well, oh, she that's right. to think she, what she yeah, has to no, pink out of the hat. accent. definitely is what so. she's doing because the uh,
0: Jackie O is related to the Green Gardens people, right? Green Gardens, yeah. Grey Gardens people. Yeah, yeah. she was their
1: aunt, niece. Uh not somewhere in there. I'm not sure exactly that, that connection. But, but yeah, there.
0: But yeah, she's definitely doing a really bad Boston accent.
1: Yeah, and it was just the lyrics is like the the the, uh, the what what the, the arts and feelings and the the, arts and feelings. And new generation of choreographers art? and video arts
0: exactly. <laughs> <what> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, she uh, it's the most character acting we've seen Liz do the entire show. I think I don't think she's ever been that extreme. Yeah, uh, no, it's fun, and then I like that they sort of bring back in the relatively recurring gag of Jack just thinks the best paintings or any paintings that have horses in them because I mean that was what he was trying to buy at uh, the Sotheby's is that the auction house mm-hmm. that he meets um, well it's a it's an, it's an auction house, house but uh, what's her name Hollow Bones
1: oh Bird Bones Bird Bones um, what's the Emily kid? Mortimer is the actress how
0: do you know the actress and not the character's name Phoebe Phoebe yes thank you uh, yeah and he and he buy the painting of horses for Floyd too in the second season that's right a, good callback yeah, yeah good job writer's team but i like that that's his idea of art it's not it's not a a plethora of things it's art is horse paintings and that's it like end of list there's no options that sounds about right uh but we come near the uh, uh i think this is the penultimate scene of the episode and uh, we will probably have to cut this up because you guys a little bit long but this is the uh, hr mediation for the quote-unquote married couple in jack and liz
5: good morning How is the happy couple today? Well, it's no surprise we're sitting here. You two have always thrown off that will-they-or-won't-they vibe, and it's been a real hoot to watch your courtship. Okie dokie. Now, when two employees get married, it is my job to make sure that the employee is not receiving favoritism from his or her boss.
2: Favoritism? Really? He's trying to cancel my show.
3: uh uh-huh. And what about your little announcement last night? Do you know how many fires I had to put out this morning because of you? And
2: what was that voice? It is my imitation of Drew Barrymore's impression of that crazy lady.
3: Let's keep this meeting short. Our marriage is a technicality,
5: and it will be remedied.
2: Also, in order for there to be favoritism, we'd have to actually still be friends.
5: All righty. Let's just dive on in. Does the employee spend an inordinate amount of time in the employer's office compared to other employees?
3: Well, yes, I suppose, but only because Miss Lemon is incapable of doing anything on her own.
2: Oh, please, half the time when I go up there, it's to help you choose a tie, and they're all red or blue. Yeah,
3: where I come from, if you have more than two colors on a tie, it means you're looking for a certain kind of bar.
5: Are all workday conversations business-related, or do personal issues often dominate discussion, including... But not limited to mothers diarrhea having babies problems in the bedroom neckties food issues foot disorders having it all okay
3: yes in the past we have advised each other
2: for instance jack taught me not to wear tan slacks with a tan turtleneck i thought it looked nice but he rightly pointed out that it made me look like a giant condom
3: and lemon is the only one of my subordinates who's not afraid to warn me when i'm being too authoritative or some.
5: or when you have eye boogers uh, have you spent time with each other's families have you attended special events together such as class reunions birthday or holiday celebrations weddings or extended car trips are you each other's emergency contacts do you ever drink together at work perhaps while summarizing what you've learned over the day or week have you shared intimate details of your fears, hopes, and dreams, both personal and professional? Is this the longest and perhaps most meaningful relationship in your life? Do you often find yourselves thinking the same thing and then saying it at the exact same time?
3: I apologize, I'm sorry, Jack.
5: I never should have tried to blackmail you. I'll sign the papers.
3: And I shouldn't have threatened your show. I'll leave that to the parental decency groups. And I'll back off on the budget and the bat mitzvahs.
5: Okay. Now we're gonna do word association. Foreplay. We're done, Wainersley. We uh,
2: try to walk like a woman, Lemon. Your fly's open, Jack.
1: I'm glad they could fix their problems neatly by the end of the episode.
0: Yeah, I and mean, they they quaintly summarize the events of their week or their day over, although not over a drink or two, but. Yeah, I mean it's 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 hitting it on the nose as to what they're winking at the fact that it is a will they won't they kind of relationship they have with not winking this. She, she straight well, out not, says well, not, I know but whatever. I mean for five seasons they've been hinting at it yes, this is really true. just like if you have not figured it out we are telling you exactly what we're joking about kind of thing um, but it's fun mm-hmm. um, but again I'm, I'm glad that they never go the route that they're ever in a there are either one of them ever want to be in a relationship with the other they are just strictly friends and they rely on each other for you know advice not any sort of romantic anything and they never they never have a, a series or a season finale or anything where they wind up in bed together or anything like that it's strictly just mentor mentee kind of thing it's it never goes beyond that so I think I, I like that more well theory, from
1: from the from the stuff that Jeffrey wienerley talks about there their uh, discussions are a little more personal than the typical yeah, relationship. yeah you,
0: you probably wouldn't talk about some of that stuff with your boss unless you've just known each other for decades and you're doing it outside of work even but then even then you probably still wouldn't but you know like just depending on your level of friendships but yeah uh, but that's uh, Mrs. Donaghy uh, the credit scene is basically just going to be an ad for Queen of Jordan and sort of setting up all the characters and something you would sort of see like in a 30 second ad you know on Bravo, just sort of setting up what the show's about. So we'll get that later in the season, though. So I'm super excited for it. Bravo. Final thoughts on Mrs. Donaghy before we say adieu.
1: I like this episode. I it wasn't. I would say not as funny as the last episode, but I still think uh, this is the last. This ep, Excuse me. The past episode and this one have been a good run. Um, that we're moving on a much higher note than we were in the few episodes before that. So yeah. Yeah. I like this one.
0: No, I, I, I would agree with that. Um, I, I still kind of like, I like what a lot of it sets up and I like that they sort of closed the book on the Liz and Jack, you know, will they want, they like, they basically just cemented here. Like it's not going to happen. They're just going to be friends. So uh, there is some development and characters and stuff that like that do grow in this. And, and we set up the queen of Jordan stuff coming later in the season. But, uh, I mean, the Danny and Jenna storyline is fizzles out in this episode. is not anything that's a recurring ga- uh, gag. Um, Tracy's not really vital to this, aside from the setup that the reason Angie needs a show is because he's going to die one day. Um, so, like, a lot of people take a backseat in this episode. Um, so it's, there's just kind of some stuff that's filler for the most part. Any other thoughts? Nope, I'm all out. All right. Well, As always, thank you for joining us on GoToThere. If you like what we're doing, rating, and reviewing, all that fun stuff, it's going to be the best way to help us out. Otherwise, we will see you in next week's episode, episode 92, season 5, episode 12, entitled Operation Righteous Cowboy Lightning. Those are words. Those are all words. I don't know if that's a great title. But anyway, it's um, where Tracy and is being followed by reality cameras um, and they keep trying to create faux drama between him and Liz to hype up entertainment. So uh, it's got, it's got one of my favorite 30 rock bits in it. So we'll get there when we get there. Um, the fact that they can't use icing songs because they can't pay for them. So they have to like, they keep singing, songing uh, various songs to have conversations, but the cameras can't record them so they can get angry and yell at each other, but no one's able to get it on tape as a result. Uh, so it's, it's a lot of fun, um, but we will see you next week. Dave takes
1: out. See you next time.
6: I'm Angie. I think elegance and attitude are the same thing. And I have IBS. Oh! I'm Defuan. And I just want to be accepted for who I am a sexual maniac. Hey, I'm Portia. I don't care what anyone says, I keep them 3D glasses. I'm Randy. With an eye, my ex husband's new girlfriend is cheating on him. With me.
1: Do you have any myth? Or myth?
6: It's my way. Till payday. I don't understand.
5: That white girl just fired you.
6: Come on, Defawn.
5: Be a buddy.